So today is National Chicken Sandwich Day, Fried Chicken Sandwich Day, Al. And there are, you know, we talk about fries, we talk about burgers and all these things. There are a lot of pretty good options when it comes to a fried. This is a good time to be alive if you are a fried chicken sandwich fan, which, and if you're not, turn off your radio. I don't need you to listen to me anymore. So it's when did it the become, number one sandwich. When did it become, is it like the last few years where this became a thing where every fast Feels food like spot's like, okay, hey, we got to get into the mix here? Yeah. If it, well, I think that probably coincides a little bit with the ascendance of Chick-fil-A, right? Mm-hmm. That once Chick-fil-A, because Chick-fil-A was kind of a regional thing for a long time, it was a southern thing it was an east coast thing and now that they're everywhere everybody kind of got a little taste of chick-fil-a which is a really good chicken sandwich and sorry i got i have to i've cut you off there i again worked at Mm chick-fil-a for several years and i think what makes chick-fil-a as a food like the the sandwich so great one chick-fil-a sauce amazing i think it's the best secret sauce of any secret sauce out there and i think that it's not too breaded for me i like that it's fried but it's not like i have to eat it and every There's single four layers like, of, of of fried yeah of yeah. crisp yeah and it's it's the peanut oil which sorry those peanut people can't have chick-fil-a sandwiches because they fry it in peanut oil but the peanut oil really does make a difference in the chick-fil-a sandwiches and shout out to my hometown of fredericksburg which was the inventor of the Chick-fil-A sauce. The Chick-fil-A that I worked at invented the Chick-fil-A sauce. There you go. Listen, if Chick-fil-A is not reaching out right now for <laughs> somebody to represent the public relations for Emily's their corporation, got it, got it. Emily has yeah, a down She, right she could do corporate Chick-fil-A, PR for Chick-fil-A. sandwich stand is me. It, it's it, it's really good. I'm not a huge fan of the sauce. I love the sandwich. The sauce is just a little too sweet for me, but the sandwich, I'm all Why would in. you say that to her? But you also why, say, but that you say that ketchup is sweet, and I just, it is. it's ridiculous. It is. It is not Anyway, it, well, it's definitively sweet. What is it? Sour? Is it bitter? It's not, it's I, I sweet. wouldn't say it's sweet. It just it doesn't. What is it then? You're, there's only sweet, salty, sour, and bitter. Punch, there's only the five things. I guess I just never. Me too. Me too. It just never really feels like it's sweet to me. It just feels like it's a condiment. This condiment is like I don't being find at a sweet. sporting event and it's, trying to break up a fight. Like, I feel very uncomfortable. No, I, I'm I'm curious what it is that she <laughs> is so passionate about. I just that's fine. Um. Popeyes, Funch, I know you're a Popeyes guy. I'm a Popeyes guy. If we're going like chain, Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, and then we've got the uh, the other I think I'm more Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's it. You're not necessarily wrong. I just go the other way. You did say something earlier. You said something like that's more – you felt like Popeyes is – that chicken sandwich, you feel like it's being made personally for, for you. you. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they've made a million of them, and you're the Emily, next person Emily, how does that make line. you feel that he says something like that about <laughs> Chick-fil-A? We make – or we made, as a, in past tense, I don't work there anymore, every Chick-fil-A sandwich with love. All right? I believe that. So I everyone that. was All great. All 80 million of them. I believe that they were made with love. I really do. And I do like the sandwich. It's good. But here's the thing. Let's go away from like the fast food industry, right? Okay. Where they're making a million. If you go to like a gastropub or a brewery or one of those places that has a they kitchen. They kill it. They kill it on those. They, they do. destroy yeah. those sandwiches because they really are made one at a time. Mm-hmm. You mentioned pickles. Let's not sleep on a little bit of coleslaw on that sandwich. Just in, not not so much where it's raining off of the sides. Yeah. I don't need that. I don't need it super mayonnaisey. I need it a little about, more tart, a little more a vinegary. Good. Crunch for something sure. Something about the sandwich, just the pickles, mm-hmm. and you know, I I like the spicy chicken sandwich. So I, a little bit of spice to it, maybe even dipping a little hot sauce in it. Something along oh, yeah. those lines. Yeah. I, I don't know if I need the so coleslaw. On this this is the one thing that can go a little sideways on the chicken sandwich. You just mentioned it, Al. If you're dunking that breast, yeah. right? If you're dunking it in your mm-hmm. sauce, mm-hmm. let's be 
a little judicious. I don't need that thing running down my hands as I eat it. Just just enough to just give enough. me the taste of it. Yeah, just enough. And then, of course, there's Howlin' Rays, which is on its own level altogether. Melt your face okay, off. Okay, just out of curiosity. I know I'm probably pitching this way too much, but, you know, I'm just going to continue to be consistent on it. <laughs> um, what if we took, like, a poll? What if we asked listeners if they would want to see us have the hottest spicy sandwich <laughs> from Howlin' Ray's oh, from 12.45 to 12.55, our last segment. Okay, not today, but just down the road. Would you, because we're basically built off our customers, and if our customers want something, then we should I, abide by it. You're trying to talk me into something that I've already agreed to. Like, I'm, I'm willing to so do this. So there should be no vote That's for it if they want to see like, it? Or you're, you're doing that thing. What? What? You, you were a sales guy for a long time. What do you do when somebody says yes? You keep talking, and then you oversell it, and then <laughs> yeah. they walk away from the sale. The second sale. you hear, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll but you haven't really you committed. But you haven't committed like that. I'm committing in front of you right now. This is a do. bad idea. Let me just tell you that right <laughs> now. Now you're not yeah. wanting to do it. I did not think. I thought I had maybe a little edge here that you didn't want to do it. Now that you've committed, I'm screwed. <laughs> I mean, you're dead meat. All right, let's go to Whittier and Aaron. Aaron, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on, Aaron? Hi, it's Karen. Oh, hi. Sorry, um, Karen. My bad. No problem. Hey, um, I'm calling about Carl's Jr. They have a hot honey chicken sandwich, uh, and it's oh, is that the, the bomb, one I'm watching? especially especially for the ones of us don't, that don't eat mayonnaise. We don't get a lot of hot sandwiches because it's usually in the mayonnaise. Mm. I, I've not had the pleasure. Uh, Who's got Karen? the commercial right now? It's, it, with the, it's the one Karen's talking about. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm 99. It's, it's sure. yeah, 100 percent sure. Yeah. Because at the games, at the Laker games, yeah. they put it it's like everywhere. every 30 Bro, seconds. Kidding. Yeah, I don't. I don't usually pay attention to like if somebody's got a food ad. I don't stop and be like, oh my gosh, I want that right now. A couple times I've seen it and just like the honey just dripping, dripping with the, the sauce. I'm yeah. like, what the it hell looks is good. that? I've, I've had it, guys, amazing. and it's it's all right. It's okay. okay. It's not the best one. Let me just put this out there like this. There really, while there are some times that no, I don't like that, I don't want that, I don't want this, there's really no ray, wrong way to make a fried chicken sandwich. We can all agree. Like, like Emily likes Chick-fil-A sauce, not my thing. Both We both still like the sandwich. Mm-hmm. We're, both, we're both still, and they get to open that bag and it's all steamy and hot. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good way to start it. Let's try one more here. Let's go to Los Angeles and Nick. Nick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Nick? Go ahead, Nick. Hey, um, I want to say first of all, you guys are you guys are awesome. Travis, big up to you, brother. Uh, UCSB in the house. Oh, Gauchos. You guys were in the same fraternity. Absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 no fraternities, man. That's, that's not a UCSB thing. I'll tell you right now. Nick gets but, it. But uh, on a different note, absolutely, brother. Um, hey, man, you guys are missing out on one of the most well kept secrets in chicken fame here in Los Angeles. Chicken sandwich fame, brother. Porto's, man. Porto's in Glendale. Mm. They have an amazing. Porto's an is the bakery, right? That's the bakery. Yes. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. But they carry a number of uh, of Cuban and South American dishes, Ooh. and they carry a a chicken, a spicy chicken milanesa. It's unbelievable. Okay. And I love chicken sandwiches, man. We're we're we're, edu- we're educated now on this, Nick. We we appreciate it, buddy. Thank Thanks you. for the call, Nick. Go Gauchos. Uh, I know Porto's as the bakery. I did not know that they have uh, chicken milanesa sandwiches in there. I'm uh, I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to go through <laughs> Glendale on my way home one of these and days. Empanadas. They have those meat pies. They yeah. got all that stuff. Let's let's do some of that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they're the the hot chickens. I think the phone lines are, are lighting up. Let's try one more. Jay Jay, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jay? 
Hey, I think Popeye's hands down has the best chicken sandwich sure. uh, fast food wise, but I think the best chicken sandwich in the U.S. is Hattie B's. And it actually made me, it converted me into a lover of fried chicken. What's the spot? Say the, say the name again, Jay. Hattie B's, I think he said. Hattie B's. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Is that here in, in L.A., Jay? No, unfortunately, it's out here in the south. It started in Tennessee, but they got one in Birmingham now. Okay. Uh, they got one in Vegas, though. Oh, they actually Hattie have B's one in Vegas Nashville randomly. Hot chicken restaurant. Oh, yeah. Well, look, maybe they deliver. Do they do Postmates from Birmingham, Alabama to uh, to Los Angeles along the way? Thank you, Jay. I, uh, look, they they actually have like a place, uh, like a restaurant out here that serves Hattie B chicken sandwiches. I just can't remember which one it is. It's a, it's a burger place. This is what the internet is for, right? Right. We'll, we'll, we'll discover it. We'll figure it out along the way. All right. Let's go back to the Lakers, Slee. Um, Their heat levels, by the way, is hot, damn hot, and shut the cluck up. <laughs> That's that's their yeah, heat and levels. you're the one arguing on the shut the cluck up tip. That you, an awful you idea. This is an awful your idea. idea. I, I hope that it. Really no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do up. it. I hope and, that uh, it kind of ruins the rest of your day. You can't, can't be on. Can't be on a Monday where I have Lakers talk. We gotta like really be very strategic with this. <laughs> this is your baby. You get to figure it out. Can Russ change his game? That's what you're arguing. That he needs to alter his game to become uh, to become what? I'll let you say it. Um. He's just got to be more responsible. Like, if, if there's a way to kind of put it is... Judicious? There's times where, yeah, you can drive 110 miles per hour when you're on the freeway, and then there's other times that you know you're in a, you're in a school zone. You're in an area where it's actually you're better off going 25, 35 miles an hour. There's speed bumps along the way. He's got to know that balance. And I say that, Trav, because, listen, there's a lot of times right now watching him play... The effort is there. You're never going to question the dude's effort. The heart is there. You're never going to question that. The stats are there. A lot of his stats, he's racking up rebounds. He's racking up assists. He'll get you over 15 points a night. That, that's all going to come. I, I don't think anybody worries about that. But the turnovers are high. The shooting percentage is low. Those two areas, it's like, okay, if you're going to live with that, is he still playing the game with a certain rhythm? Is he setting up so many guys that you feel like, well, it's worth – any negativity that comes with his game, it's worth it. I think he's got to adjust his game. He's got to. Th- this is the one thing that I was excited about, and I told you about this from the from the get go. The reason why I liked Russ coming to the Lakers. Listen, nobody's saying is he's a perfect fit. Perfect sure. fit. You could have made the argument, Demar Derozan is a better fit for the Lakers. Buddy Hill. Yeah, Buddy Hill. The problem is, I I don't think there was enough star power, and the Lakers were trying to combat with yeah, Brooklyn need, with James this is Harden. The whole point, no, they, Al, they don't. They do. Need, they don't. Absolutely, look, they do. They have more star power than anybody in the league, and they're six and five against terrible teams. Star. Look, look, look at Golden State. They have a mega, mega, mm-hmm. mega, mega, mega mm-hmm. star in Steph mm-hmm. Curry, who's playing like one. Yep. You've got another big name in Draymond Green. Yep. Okay. The rest of it is kind of guys that are just good basketball players that weren't on All Star teams ten years ago. The Lakers are teeming with star power, and the pieces don't fit right. Okay, so when I say star power, let me let me be very, very um, – let me kind of detail out what I mean. Okay. When James Harden was traded last season, during the season, to the Brooklyn Nets, and it was James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, the Lakers did not think they can go out and win a championship against that Brooklyn Nets team if they're all healthy. A lot of things have changed since then. James Harden's not the same have, player. Why do you have to beat them with additional star power? Why not beat them with having a team where the pieces fit really well together? It's not that Buddy Heald won't get as many all-star votes. Who cares? He's going to make open shots. He fits well with AD. He fits well with LeBron James. He fits well with the other pieces they have. Russell I don't think Westbrook they would have enough. Doesn't. I don't think they would have had enough. 
That's the bottom line. I don't think this, Buddy Hield is, is enough. Better? Okay, you're 11 games in. We haven't had LeBron for five games, and I know the but case. Okay, I can on. sit we, here. We need to figure out which lane we're going to stay in here mm -hmm. because before it was, oh no, Russ is going to be good when LeBron's not around. Now it's do you hear, LeBron but, but has do you hear, to be around. Do you hear what I'm saying about Russ has to adjust his game? So I'm obviously making and an he adjustment. Has not done it. But that's my point. My point is he's going to have to adjust his game. That t that brings us to our argument that we're saying. You're going mm -hmm. 110 miles per hour. You're in an area where it's 35 miles per hour, and there's speed bumps. You have to adjust your game. Whether the, whether the rust trade should have happened, shouldn't have happened, people are going to have their own lanes on it. We're in the middle of it. So what do you do with the roster that you have? How do you take this roster that you have and make it the most efficient? I've said it's incomplete until these guys start coming back, and it's a fair point for you to make. Wait a minute. I thought Russell Westbrook can fill in when LeBron is gone. Lakers are in every game they play without LeBron James is a very strong likelihood that even if they win, it's going to be a close game, and they've had a lot of these games where it's been close. You went OT against Charlotte yesterday. He has to also adjust to his game. I think what I've taken out of all of this, honestly, is that LeBron James is even better than we all thought. And <laughs> It's like every year that he's in the league, it's like, you know what? He might even be better than we've given him credit for. We've already put him in the, the conversation of greatest player of all time, rightfully so. But each time you add a piece and he's not there, it's like, yeah, LeBron is the thing that makes this you Want to play that AD thing real quick? This is Anthony Davis off the – I know you mentioned this was more on the leadership stuff. Take a listen to this from postgame yesterday. Guys are playing a lot of minutes right now. It's my job to make sure that I, you know, take command of the team. And even when LB's playing, you know, uh, you know, they, they, we had a little player meeting early uh, in the season, um, well, before the season. But that was one of the things that guys told me, just, you know, make sure I stay in control of the team and, and just putting guys where they need to be and, and doing it with leadership. Here's what I know for sure. If you have to declare yourself the leader and if other people need to tell you that you're the leader, you're not. Leaders do not declare themselves the leaders. They are. People follow them because of the way that they play, because of the way that they do things. LeBron James never had to declare himself the leader of the Cavs or of the Heat or of the Lakers. You don't have to be the best player to be a leader. Not always. It yeah. helps. It certainly helps. But you're right. It, you don't have to always be the best player. But if somebody has to, hey, uh, hey, over there, hey, you, you're, you're the leader. Don't forget to lead us tonight. Then what are we doing here? That's, that's the question that I've had for him, that every – Fourth game, fifth game, eighth game, tenth game, whatever the number may be. Do you, do you agree? He's not that dude. Do you think guys can, as their career progresses, I don't care how many years you're in, you could be five years in or 12 years in, do you think there is an evolution to their game based upon how many years they've been in the league? It could Some, be experience. It could be, like you said before, necessity where you just can't do things that you were doing when you were younger. But – uh, the AD piece that you just mentioned there, as an example from the AD piece, can AD become a leader no. in a couple years from no. now? I, no. He's 10 years in, Al. Oh, I you, think you, he can you, become you, a leader. You, no, I don't. I definitely think he can become I, a leader. I, I do not. The leaders are not made. They're born. The guy, guys that know how to do that, do that. They do it very, very – look at LaMelo Ball last night. Is there any question he's in charge of that team? No, he is. It's his team. He's out there. He's taking control of that team. This is a guy that came in and said, we're going to do it like this. We're going to play like this. And he does. LeBron James, like that. Kobe Bryant had a little trouble getting people to come to his side because Shaq was in the room too. But it became very clear that he was the guy that was going to set the tone every single night. Now, how, many years, how many years did that take? It, it, 
it, it took longer than it, it should took have for because Shaq, Shaq to was leave. there, right? But but because they were fighting for it. Okay, so for this as, as a, an example, this is not a fight for it. Let's let's continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. This is a good conversation. We'll talk about AD's role on this team, the leadership. That's all coming up next. And your phone calls. We'll take some of these phone calls. Those for sure as well. Seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I will judge you if you order that sandwich with, can you just put the coleslaw on the side or without coleslaw? It's like, why wouldn't you want that? It's tangy. It's got a little vinegar bite. I don't have to have coleslaw on it. You don't, but if it's on there, you're not mad at it, right? I mean, I'm walking out. <laughs> How dare you coleslaw my fried chicken sandwich um the honor bar dings crispy chicken sandwich that's uh there's a place in beverly hills area it's like a little bar lounge area i haven't been there in a couple years that's a that's a pretty damn good chicken sandwich fried chicken sandwich yeah there, there's two categories there's the fast food category yep right and we all kind of funches has given popeyes an exemption out of the fast food no category. popeyes is not in that fast food <laughs> category it is though because it has a drive-thru if it has a drive-thru I it's a fast food that's place. a very good rule of thumb i think that's a very good rule of thumb if you have a drive-thru you're a fast food restaurant and then there's like bars restaurants that's its other category yeah. both good both good yeah you, you said this nobody's saying nobody's having a fried chicken sandwich and saying yeah, I, that's not good. There's two. Sandwiches. Nobody's having a slice of pizza. They might have a. They might have, you know, their own preference sure. of where to go get it. But nobody really walks away from a slice of pizza saying, you know, that cheese and the bread and the sauce and Con- pepperonis. Conversation that's never been had. How is that fried chicken sandwich? Terrible. Never been said yeah, out loud said. in the history of mankind. Um. All right, back to Russ. Yeah. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Ronnie in Anaheim. Ronnie, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, good day, fellas. So, you know, I think there's a lot of predominant like thinking going on with regards to Russ that it's going to work out or it's not going to work out. But I think in the end. Uh, it's not, and the reason is where where he's played better towards the end of the season. Like in the morning, Max always says that you know Russ is better in the playoffs and at the end of the season. Okay, second well, half of the, the reason season. why. Mm-hmm. All right, the reason why Russ gets better sometimes towards the end of the season is because he's got role players around him on other teams that adjust to him. So this is the first time he's with a cast of you know, future Hall of Famers who probably most likely are not going to adjust. So I think that's the caveat with this or lack of caveat that might happen with Russ. Appreciate you calling in. Ronnie. Thanks, Ronnie. That, that's interesting because I think the adjustments are what we've all – we're both talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're both – how do the, when we talk about adjustments, we're talking about how do the pieces fit together, right? That's that. Can you fit into this? And if you if you don't, can you sand off this corner to slide in here and, and do the pieces fit together? It's what the Lakers are working on. It's not a finished product. I think we're that. This is so far we're in agreement on yeah. on this. Yeah. I think where it gets different, and I think where you and I start to drift apart from one another on this is. I do not want LeBron James to change what he does. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I want my best player to become something other than what he's best at? 
I don't want my second best player to become something other than what he's best at. LeBron and AD fit really well together. We've seen that. That's a it's a natural. Russell Westbrook, what, what Ronnie was just saying, gets a little better because the other players start to adjust to him, not the other way around. And that's my concern. This goes right back to the beginning is can he adjust his game? Because I think when most of those adjustments come later in life, and I'm, I'm going to go to a, a, a different sport here briefly, but I think it's apropos. Lacrosse? With, ice hockey. When you go to a pitcher, right? If yeah. Clayton Kershaw is a perfect example mm -hmm. of this. Clayton Kershaw, best pitcher in baseball for a long time, Cy Young Award winner, MVP. He was a guy that could run it up there 95, 96 miles an hour, had wipeout pitches, off-speed mm -hmm. pitches, mm -hmm. and he would set you up with his fastball and, and wipe you out with that other stuff. As he's aged... He has become a, changes a, he's become a sure, slider curveball sure. guy. And he spots some fastballs here and there because he doesn't throw 95 anymore. He throws 91, 92. It's a big difference. In made, and it, it's the evolution of, hey, I can't just reach back and fire it by I this guy. I adjust to still be effective, to help the team, to help right. myself. Yep. Russell Westbrook's skills are still at a very high level. He's still, if he's not the fastest guy in the league, he's damn close. It, he's ruthlessly competitive. He's all of these things, mm -hmm. and he hasn't had to find his off-speed pitch, to, to extend the analogy a little further, because he hasn't needed it yet. Now, you, you may be saying that he wants to championship. I believe that to be true. You may say that he wants to win. I also believe that to be true. But I don't know if he knows how to make that adjustment yet because physically he hasn't had to. Physically, he still has his full complement of tools. So here's the reality. You're not wrong there because I'm, I'm sitting here telling you that he has to adjust his game. And I think you know the, the difference between you and me right now is whether we think he can do it. 11 games in. And the Lakers kind of figuring things out. Every game without LeBron James is a coin flip at best mm -hmm. of whether they're going to win that game or not. I'll give you an example. Tomorrow against the Miami Heat, I don't expect the Lakers to win that game. Against Minnesota coming up on Friday, I do think it's a coin flip. Probably lean more towards the Lakers. So it just kind of shows you that every game that LeBron's not there, how much in jeopardy they are to lose that game. So with that being said, um, the question that j just comes down to, I'm not saying everybody has to just simply adjust to Russell Westbrook. And I get what that caller is saying about other teams, other players have done it in the past. Russ has to change his game. Russ has to adjust. Maybe you're right. Maybe we're sitting here 30 games from now, and he is continuing to prove that he only knows one speed, and that's just the only way his processor works, right? I guess we'll just have to wait and see if, if that's the case. I agree with you that he needs to. You, we're, we're, we're on the same page there. I think that the split becomes of whether or not we think he can. I think you're optimistic that he can. I'm a little skeptical that he can. I, I, he needs to. I agree with you. If he doesn't, we're going to be where we are because in the 11 games we have seen, it's been kind of uh, – I don't even want to say it's a mixed bag. It's been, it's been less than that. Um, where do you want to go, Al? Which one of these do you like the most? Let's go to Diamond Bar. Gilbert in Diamond Bar, appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Hey, fellas, I really enjoy your show. Thank you, man. Um, Thank I, you. I don't think Russell is the problem or the reason that we're 6-5. and five. I mean, Russell brings a lot to the table. I mean, 12 rebounds from the guard position. I mean, that's unheard of. 14 assists. You know, that's at least 28 points. Uh, he's, he's shooting well from two. He's, he's just not shooting well from three. I, I think the problem is the defense. I, you know, we gave up a bunch of defenders that knew each other and knew how to defend together, and this new crew uh, hasn't done it yet, and, and we're missing two key young players. So I think that's the problem. I think Russ is going to be great. 
And without him, I think we have a worse record. Gilbert, appreciate you calling in. You know, I was trying to trying to tell Michael yesterday in the pregame, I'm like, Michael, 10 games in, what's your thoughts? Like, what's your, give me your assessment here. By mm-hmm. the way, a lot of people are trying to do the same thing for Coach. I yeah. asked Coach the same thing in pregame. Can you really assess what you have because of the pieces that have been missing? Michael said, I, I can't evaluate this team yet. I just can't. He's, he's explaining to me there's not enough there for me to evaluate. And he's primarily talking about the players that have been missing. So maybe this is just going to continue to be a work in progress until it's not a work in progress. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Yeah, I, look, it's not a finished product. It, it can't be. If this is the – it can't be. The The Lakers are not going to win 41 games, right? They're not going to go 41 and 40, which is kind of the pace that they're on right now, about a 500 team. I don't yeah. think that's going to be what it is. This might but, be like that for a while. It, it might be. Mm-hmm. But but again, so what, right? It's, as long as it's trending in the right direction, if we're doing that bar graph and, and it's slowly heading up in yeah. the right direction, fine. It's not. It's been a pretty flat line through the first 10 games. If anything, it's kind of dipped a little bit. Injuries, fit, all these other things. But at some point, it needs to start ticking up a little bit, and I just haven't seen it yet. All right, it's time for the Stat Hero Weekend Hero. Uh, Let's talk about some of our fancy football players, football. uh, but Not just football, by the way, uh, basketball as well. Can I tell you, if you're starting to play the NBA like I am, can I tell you who to go out there and grab? Stat here, by the way, it's the exclusive Daily daily Fancy app partner of the Travis and Sleeper Show. Go get John Moran, bro. Oh, is he killing Go get, it? You know how you were trying to do this with Cooper Cup? Yeah. I know you were doing this with a Rams connection. Uh-huh. And by the way, statistically, you go get a Russ, he's going to give you a lot of points. Go get an AD, he's going to give you a lot of points because statistically they're there. John Moran is just, the dude's a beast. LaMelo last night? LaMelo Ball. We've we got to spend some time on some of these young good. point guards. Yeah, Michael he's, was coming after you a little he, bit. He's really good. Michael I, was coming after you I'm a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of the balls, generally speaking. Okay. LaMelo's Lame, awesome. He was really, really good last night. All right, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleeva Show. Who do you got there? I just wanted to make sure you see that it's blue and that I won again last night on Stat Hero because Josh Fields and Allen Robinson, they hooked me up with the Bears. I just went Monday night exclusive. Yeah, another win for Trav. No big deal. All right, Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. When we come back, it's factor cap. Uh, duck running a marathon. Does that make any sense to you? I don't know. I have it here on the notes. We'll get into it coming up next. Factor cap, Travis and Sliwa. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Lots and lots and lots of suggestions on Twitter for chicken sandwich places. Pinky's Hot Box in Torrance. I've gotten a handful of those along the way, so uh, I haven't had I know the owner there. Do you really? Yeah, I do. It's a great friend of mine. Good sandwich. Yeah, great sandwich. Drop that in there, bro. Let's go. Maybe twist it. What's the uh, the owner, the manager you know? The owner. The owner? The owner, yeah. What's his or her name? Uh, Pinky. Pinky, okay. Yeah. Is, uh, Pinky, male or female? Ma- uh, f- female. Okay. So, I know I know her husband very okay. well. So let's have Pinky bring some. Uh, let's see what I'll, I'll hook it up. I'll ask Pinky. Her. I'll ask her. Does he know the manager? Listen, you're talking to Michael Funches, who, by the way, has not been on the show in a year and a half. 
Yeah. Bunch of fun. <laughs> Howard Stern deal. That's right. And he knows chicken sandwich owners. This is... Uh, That's it. He's dropping... Like, I, I don't like that this just came out today. Like, I feel like this is something you should have shared with me weeks, if not years. Funch, how long? You and I have known each other for... A few years, now. Yeah. Several years. Yeah, several along years. The way. We got reacquainted today. Yeah, yeah. Of course. dropping this chicken sandwich knowledge on me. Let's do a little factor cap. Don't correct me, by the way. <laughs> about? Just the... First of all, it's a... It just let it be. <laughs> well, that I'm every d- freaking time. I, I have like this thing that accuracy is important to me i just like to make sure that what's coming out of my mouth or our collective mouths as sure. a show as co-hosts is accurate yeah so you are taking away from emily talking please go ahead emily my my sincerest apologies so sunday evening von miller is caught drinking coffee it well we assume it's coffee it's out of a coffee cup on the sidelines at 7 45 p.m mm-hmm. so my statement is it's never too late for a cup of coffee travis is factor cap uh, well von miller i don't know his exact age but von miller's probably about 30 give or take right maybe a little bit younger a little bit older than that he's been in the league for a handful of years um there's a drop dead point where it's not okay anymore it's fact until you're about 35 he's 32 okay so he's yeah. getting close he may or may not have uh, experienced this i used to be able to drink a triple espresso at 10 o'clock at night and go to bed at 11 it was not it's fine it's, let's go That's let's awesome. party and now if i even look at the espresso machine okay wait what happened at, you said you the espresso machine was broken. broken on sunday so what did you end up grabbing i ended up they have cans of the starbucks yep. uh cold brew nitro yeah the starbucks Delicious. cold brew nitro Nitro and three monster energy drinks. <laughs> I did not hit the monsters, but yeah, no. Caffeine as an older person is a nightmare. So Vaughn is still under the window, but it's a it's a bad deal. So this is a weird one for me because I'm a coffee guy. I like coffee. I have coffee anytime. Sometimes you have a nice dinner. Friday night, went to an Italian restaurant. Birthday I mentioned <laughs> had had a you know great meal and everything else. And then they're gonna bring out dessert. I'm like, you know what sounds good right now? Let's do a cup of coffee. 8 830 at night, something along those lines. Something, a little aperitif? Nope, just a cup of coffee. (laughs) I can do coffee anytime, and probably one out of ten times gets me, where I'm just sitting there like, what the hell am I doing? Yesterday, pregame show. You know, we had our show in the morning. Always hit the coffee, yes. Uh, 5.30, I'm pulling into Starbucks and grabbing my, you know, pike, whatever I'm getting, and I'm walking into Staples Center with my cup of coffee. (laughs) I can do it and still go to sleep, but I think there's always an occasional time where you're sitting there like, uh, yeah, this is not leaving my bloodstream. Put a little Bailey's in that coffee to even yourself out. I'm just throwing out some suggestions along the way. Good suggestion. (laughs) Uh, So Bill Belichick's pregame outfit went viral this weekend. He's not the king of fashion, in case anybody was wondering. But there is a limit to how casual you can dress when you're going to work. Alan, is this factor cap? Uh, Yes, there is a limit. (laughs) <laughs> and let's let's use our let's use our just our industry. Our industry is pretty casual inside of the studio here. I'm wearing a sweater, you know, you're rocking whatever you're rocking. It's pretty casual in here. But what I am still doing is I'm still washing my face in the morning, <laughs> still brushing my teeth. Uh-huh. I'm not wearing sandals. Like I think that's another thing that kinda you know, you gotta at least have a little bit it's of a place of employment. Yeah, it's a yes. place of employment. So there, this is more casual than usual. I mean, heck, when I was on the business side, right? You're you wearing suit basically up. suits every single day. Yeah. I was extremely jealous by it. We both share the same kitchen. I'm like, how comfortable he looks. Okay? <laughs> Jeans, my shirt's and tucked in. I can't breathe. Um, but I, I think there is still some rules to uh, to this. There are. Um, it, it's fact. There is a limit. I used to work at a place where there weren't any, and it was not good. We had a guy, and this is not 
apparel related, although yeah. there was tank tops and running shorts and everything else that you can imagine. Give out his name and his Twitter handle. There was a guy yeah. that literally brought a fryer into work. Sure. Okay. He made fried chicken and dumplings for work at work in the middle of the workplace. I literally have, don't so have a response. Imagine if all of a sudden where you work smells like KFC. Okay, and I'm not talking like you walk by, oh, that smells kind of good. I could go for a little, you know, a wing, a, a breast, or whatever. It was like sitting in the kitchen at KFC trying to do your work. Yes, there is a limit to workplace items and I'm going to get a, because we're not using the conference room as much anymore just because of COVID and everything, I'm getting a grill. <laughs> I'm going to get a full barbecue grill, and I'm going to be out there just flipping some chicken, some birds, and just, uh, you know, enjoying my day. It was like 10.30 in the morning. Let's fry up that chicken. It was That's shocking. not a good look. No, no thank you. Not a good look. <laughs> so a duck was spotted running the uh, New York City Marathon along some marathon runners. So if you saw a duck pass by you and pass you while running a marathon – that should be your side of stop right there. Travis, factor cap. Cap. Cap, for sure. Look, I've never run a full marathon. I have run a half marathon. And while a duck passing you would be a little demoralizing, A, you're out there running, keep running, finish the race, get your medal and your picture and all that stuff because it feels really good. Here, let me tell you a very quick story. When I ran, I ran the uh, Disney half marathon a million years ago. And I trained a long time. I trained several months to get ready for it. And I was in good shape, lost a lot of weight, and I felt like I was moving pretty good. Race starts when mile, mile four or five or whatever it is. And I'm going, I'm sweating, feel good, and yeah. feel like my pace is good. Yep. And all of a sudden, and I, this was a long, I was in my mid-30s when I did this. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this older man, probably in his 70s, goes by me. And I'm thinking, okay, he's a runner, whatever. And then I look a little more closely, and he had a, a really affected gait. Like he, his, his right leg would swing out really wide. He'd had an injury of some sort in his yeah. life. And he had this, he was 70 years old, yep. had a very funky gait and he was blowing me away. So if that guy can go by me and it didn't bother me, go ahead, duck. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm capping on this as well. If you're just in the freaking race, yep. what an accomplishment. And I've told you too, I've done, I did a couple half marathons in the half marathons I did, but I would, I would see somebody like I see them going to go use one of the porter potties, right? So I'm there in front of me, and then by the time, so now I have a two minute edge on them. I could go as, but within like eight minutes, they're back in front of me. There's no shame in this whole thing. I'm freaking trying to just get to the finish line alive. So there's a thing called a Ragnar race. Okay. I don't, it's a relay race, and you have a team of 12 people, and you take turns running legs. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets three legs. My legs were – I had a nine-mile leg, an eight-mile leg, and a three-mile leg. You get two kind of middle distance and one wow. shorter one. Okay. And you, you collect – kills every person you pass you get a kill right you mark it on your van and you add up your kills as a team right that's how many people we passed so everybody would come in i was running it with my family most you had minus 47 kills so they'd come in my cousin aj i had 16 my my cousin caitlin i had 11 okay down the road trav how did you get zero next (laughs) next next leg hey trav i was killed zero short leg two mile leg right so i can turn on the gas a little bit hey trav how did you get zero I ran, I ran three different legs in a 24-hour oh, window and had zero kills in the Ragnar. Loved there, every minute. There hey, is but at least zero, you did. zero shame in that. None. It I is ran, not easy. I ran 22 miles in one day. That's good for me. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's plenty. Uh, all right, so we got one more left. So archaeologists have discovered an That's ancient- cap. <laughs> all right. I picture Indiana Jones all of a sudden. Go ahead. Uh, I actually wanted to be an archaeologist when I was younger. Anyway, archaeologists have discovered an ancient hangover uh, ring 
out of, out of amethyst, which ancient Romans would use to cure hangovers. So you have a tried and true solution to all hangovers. Alan, is this fact or cap? Oh, it's uh, it's fact. The solution's pretty simple on this one. Um, except the fact you're going to feel awful for at least 24 hours, <laughs> that there's absolutely nothing that you can do in order to you know make so, you feel better. Yeah, I'll have a glass of water. Yes, I'll try to have some oily food, they say, to kind of soak it all up, maybe have some bread, something along those lines. I feel like crap. There's nothing I could do. I'll be miserable the next day, and that is my solution, except the fact you had a good night, couple hours, and then that there's a uh, there's a payback to have as part of it. Two things. One, it's uh, it's it's cap. I'm going to order an amethyst ring off of eBay today. That's happening because why not? Give it a shot. See if it works. Um, no, there 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 is no cure other than French fries, cheeseburgers, Coca Cola, and laying on the couch. That's it. And That's, just feel like and, hell. And it doesn't and accept work. Accept it. It feels when you you take those fries, you mm -hmm. chew them. It's like okay, I feel a little better. And then the second you swallow the later, food, you feel the same way. Right back to where you started. There is no cure. You just got to kind of. Just got to kind of muscle through it. All right. Um, the Rams have a Monday night game coming up against the San Francisco 49ers, mm -hmm. and it is a sneaky, important game. So there's a lot more on this line than I think maybe a lot of people realize. We'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So just a quick it's recap. A stupid idea. This is how this has gone. This is – you and I have been doing the show in six months, give or take. Yeah. It feels like much longer than that, mm -hmm. both good and bad. <laughs> And you've been saying, hey, you know what we should do for the final segment? Mm -hmm. We should do that thing where you eat a super spicy wing just to yeah. kind of muscle through it and do it. Take and it was, down, put it on social, but just kind of watch it, see if we could finish the show while, you know, taking down the sandwich. Yeah, and, and I was a little reluctant. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to try to talk for 10 minutes with my face on fire. Yeah. That sounds terrible. And you're like, no, no, it'd be a good bit. It'd be a good bit. And so this morning I said to you. Not a good yeah, bit, just a good idea. I just think it's a good idea. It's a good bit. It's a, it's a terrible idea. Why would you want to create pain? Is that ever a good idea? I've always wanted to do one of those spicy sandwiches. Be my guest. So you why not car? do it with Travis? You have a credit card. You can go get as many spicy wings as For you want. For my birthday. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and now that I've agreed to it, you yeah. said to me during one of the breaks, like, this feels this like a, a bad really idea. bad idea. That's awful idea. <laughs> it's one thing to kind of try to convince somebody who is kind of on the fence on it and i think in my mind it might be a good idea and then it's a whole nother thing when you actually agree to it and now that's what we're going to actually do now it doesn't seem like a good idea espn radio is presented by progressive insurance progressive insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual key to progress vehicle giveaway program now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles helping vets in need learn more at keys to progress.com rams have a Sunday off. They got Monday night football coming up uh, up north against the San Francisco 49ers. Here's the deal. Okay. The 49ers are not a good football team. Okay. The 49ers. You said it's a Monday night game? It's a Monday night game. Okay. The 49ers are 0 and 4 at home. The 49ers are uh, 0 and 3 They're in their division. 0 and 4 at home. 0 and 4 at home. They have not won a division game yet. Jeez. They okay. still have not managed to uh, find a win inside their own division. Their wins are against. Um, Detroit, Philadelphia, and I'm blanking on and the Bears. Okay, so they have beaten three teams that are between terrible, the Lions and the Eagles, and the Bears are okay. On the best day, the Bears are okay. They've beaten the Rams four times in a row. One of those wins was with Nick Mullins as their quarterback. The Rams have to win this game. Now, the good news is the Rams are 16-5 and after a loss under Sean McVay, that they really bounce back well. They don't go into those tailspins that you see some other teams go into. But this is a bad matchup for them yeah. on the road 
divisional opponent who's playing for their season because as weird as it is, the Falcons would be the seventh team in in the NFC. The Falcons are not good. So the Niners, while their record is lousy, they're still very much in the playoff hunt. This is a game that there's a whole bunch of things riding on it for San Francisco, not nearly as much riding on it for the Rams. It feels very tricky, sneaky, trappy to me. Well, here's what's riding on it for the Rams. You're coming off a loss. You're trying to now stay pace with the Packers and the Cowboys and Tampa and Arizona. So there's still a lot of a lot at stake for the Rams. I mean, maybe what you're referencing is the expectation is just going to be they walk in there and yeah, bad and they team, just, good team against a bad team. They, take care they of handle business against San Francisco. I, I don't know how much there is. You said that San Francisco's won four in a row against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Arizona had lost, what was it, eight in a row? Yeah, against, they've never beaten Sean McVay. Against the Rams. But they were playing well, at least. They're a good team. Sure, but I, I guess the point I'm making is I don't know how much the four-game losing streak against San Francisco will impact this game, right? Just kind of, it's just a different game. It's not You don't have to pay too much attention to that. Mm-hmm. But there is this I, – I think the way you're hyping it up as in it's such a – this is really, really important for the Rams. I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more because you got some really tough games coming up. This is one of those games that you're like, okay, this is the one on the road that's important to just get the hell out of the way because you still got – what is it, Green Bay and Arizona? You've got Green Bay, Arizona. You've got Baltimore. You've Down got the road. Minnesota, who's not good, but they're not, not bad. bad. you got to go to Minnesota to yep. play that game. You've got Seattle coming down here. You need this one. Yeah. You definitely, definitely need this one. It's – yes to all of that, but I think the part that's even more alarming to me, this is arguably San Francisco's season. If they win, they're still in it. They're still in the mix. If, if they lose, it's kind of let go of the rope time. Because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, you'd be 3-6. and six, You haven't won a game. You're 0-5 at home. The draft picks that the 49ers have had have really not panned out. There's going to be pressure on the head coach. There's a whole bunch of things that could really go wrong for San Francisco if they don't win that game. We saw with the Lions. And it, I don't expect them to try 11 fake punts the way that the Lions did it. But I think that they're going to throw the kitchen sink at the Rams in that game. They're going to do it. And one of the things that the Niners do really well with the Rams, and maybe it's a golf thing. We'll see. I don't know. They were able to get a ton of pressure on him and make him very uncomfortable. They were able to be more physical than the Rams were in those four games that we're talking about. I agree. What happened two years ago? What difference does it make now? Not a ton unless it's a stylistic issue. It's a bad matchup for them the way that Tennessee was a bad matchup for them. It's a physical matchup for them, and I think that there's a lot more riding on it than a bad team playing a good team. Just to stay in the NFC West for a quick second, did you hear uh, Pete Carroll? I want to play this. This is uh, talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Take a listen to this, Pete Carroll. Uh, you'll have to wait and see how we how this all goes. But um, at this time, um, you know, I, I don't know. I've been on the practice field. I don't know what's going on with any. As you as you would think, um, we're aware of what's going on, and we've been involved to, to understand it and compete and to, to know what's happening. Um, and uh, we'll let you know as it, as it all happens. I gotta wait. So I didn't say yes or I didn't say no, but that's just because you'll see. <laughs> I guess he's a Seahawk. I guess yeah, it'll he's be dancing Jay's there. coming to Seattle. A lot of yeah. dancing there. Yeah, yeah, what you guys can't see is that Pete Carroll had a uh, smile on in that last part. He was smiling through his teeth. You're like, yep, it's coming. You know, it's funny, um, and, and we only bring this up because it's kind of a maybe a Hail Mary for Seattle right now. They're 3-5, and five, so you're, you're talking about the 49ers being 3-5 and five if and Russell Wilson is expected to come back this weekend. They still think, hey, we're, in the, we're sort of in the mix here. It's not like – um, everybody has run away or anything along those lines. If Atlanta is the seventh spot at four and four, mm-hmm. okay, you're not only still in the mix. They feel like if it wasn't for a couple of injuries, 
then we should be four and four right now at worst, five and three potentially, something along those lines. So Seattle in this division, you still got another, you know, you're obviously still going to face them if you're the Rams. They're not a team that's saying we're going to go quietly. They're probably taking a little Hail Mary on Odell Beckham and feel like they got nothing to lose. That's what it feels like. Yeah. That, that Because there was some, hey, maybe the Rams can go get Odell Beckham. And I roll my why? That why do you need a guy who insists on having the ball despite the fact that he's never really been on a good team and never really hasn't been an impact player in the better part of five years? I get it. He made a cool catch on Monday Night Football. I get it. He scored a bunch of touchdowns for the Giants a couple a, a couple of different seasons. That was a long time ago. Odell Beckham Jr. has not been an impactful NFL player in several seasons. We're not even talking about one season, bad fit. It's been a long time. And and the Rams just decided they didn't need Deshaun Jackson on their team anymore because he wanted the ball more, and they said, yeah, that ain't, that ain't happening. You want to bring another guy in that's saying, I want the ball? Seattle's got nothing to lose. Throw everything you have at the window and see what sticks. I, I the, the Rams are the best team in this division, not named the Arizona Cardinals right now. Seattle, they may get in. San Francisco may get in at the back end, but Rams are going to be in the playoffs. They just need. We were talking about it the other day. What's it going to look like in January? Eh, let's win on Monday night. Let's win on Monday night because if you lose two in a row in kind of the same sort of way, it's you might not, not good. get that. I'm, I remember being at the game on Sunday, and I mentioned I went with Brad Wallace, right from the Wallace firm. So he's basically saying, "He's look, you win this game. This was early on in the game. You could potentially have this ride where you never have to leave SoFi Stadium. Well, every loss that you have gives you a much." Um, you know, obviously your chances of trying to run through, run things through SoFi becomes a lot less. Of course, the Super Bowl is going to be there. You lose this one to the 49ers, you're going to start having to look at, yeah, there's going to be some road games in the mix here in the playoffs. All right, so if they got a little bit on their plate on Monday, that's nothing compared to what the Raiders are dealing with right now who are an absolute mess. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.